Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. And remember, if you have any questions for us here on The Retirement Solution, you can always drop us an email through our website at retirementsolutionradio.com. Now, clearly, this pandemic has already had a big impact on a lot of us financially, John, because our paychecks are going to be 10% smaller than we thought. That's the estimate from a new study on how this pandemic is affecting the typical middle-income American. So there goes 10% of your pay this year. I'm wondering, does that mean that if you were on the verge of retirement, maybe you should postpone things? Or are there some ways to kind of deal with that? Well, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, I saw the study too. um, And what it talked about was, hey, this recession, this pandemic, it may cause those of us that retire when we do, we may have 10% less income than we thought we'd have. Now, guys, I want you to think about that for a minute. What would happen if you had 10% less income? So let's do real numbers. If you thought you were going to have $60,000 a year, all of a sudden now you have an extra $6,000 bill that you weren't expecting. Holy moly. How are you going to pay that bill? That's over $500 a month of an extra bill that you didn't expect. Is there a chance that things wouldn't work out? Maybe. And so I think that's what this boils down to is, hey, can we still afford to retire What if we have to retire? What if we lost our positions or we got laid off or we don't know we got downsized and we don't know if that next job is going to work out for us? What we really have to wonder about, guys, is how are we going to make the best of the situation? And I think a lot of us, uh, what we boil down to is like, well, how much money can we pull off of what we've saved? And I think if you look at most of the uh, the old school uh, mentality, they say, hey, you know, take whatever you've saved and take about four percent of that a year. And spend that off and you'd be okay. You shouldn't run out of money. Mm -hmm. Well, they say they shouldn't run out of money. Mm -hmm. There was still almost a 30% chance you could still run out depending on that time period we were in. So that wasn't all good to begin with. But that was the starting point. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we've gotten to the point where interest rates are so low, many people have said, I don't even know if you can pull 4% anymore from what you've saved. So a lot of people are looking at those numbers and saying, hey, John, I don't think this sucker is going to work, man. This boat ain't going to float. Mm-hmm. What can I do here? And a lot of people say, well, John, should I look at annuities? You know, annuities in and of themselves are fine. They are actually really great to produce an income stream. The problem is, is that these are the lowest interest rates we have seen ever. So if you're getting an annuity payout, you're potentially getting the lowest payout you're ever going to see for the rest of your life. Mm. I think it's a really poor time to utilize an annuity for an income stream. Now, is there a reason to use them for other things? Absolutely, but not for this. So this is why we created our Omega Strategies, Jennifer. Okay, It's one of those things where when we looked at the 4% rule, it probably does not float right now with interest rates being so low. Mm -hmm. And we looked at annuity payouts. And again, it's not the insurance company's fault. It's just interest rates stink. So we needed an opportunity to provide someone a 5, 6, 7, even 8% annual income stream if it made sense for them. Hmm. And we still wanted a good amount of downside protection. We didn't just want to put their money in the market because if you put their money 100% in the market with zero protection, you know, what happens if the market falls apart? Your retirement falls apart. That's quickly. literally it. And yeah. then th- that whole plan you created over all those years, poof, it's gone. Yep. Poof, and it's gone. 
We can't do that. And so the Omega strategies were meant to do one thing, provide a good amount of downside protection where it can potentially protect us between 30, 40, even 50% downside protection on the market, wow. which is pretty darn strong. Yeah. And on top of that, it can pay us and it can pay us in cash. Payments made by banks to our accounts, five, six, seven, even 8% a year, which can allow someone to retire a lot more comfortably. The other thing is, Jennifer, is that if you can get a seven or an 8% payment on a portion of your portfolio, you may not have to use the entire portfolio to generate your income. Yeah, it takes some pressure off, doesn't it? Correct. Which means if you're really worried about the, uh, the the election or you're really worried about the markets, you could take some of that other money off the table. Don't even risk it at all if you don't need it to live off of, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can be more protected. On the other side, you could choose to go the other direction and say, heck, well, this 30%, my income is going to be fine. Let's put that in some really good stuff that really might go through the roof long term. Yeah. I feel pretty confident in that. And it gives you different choices. So what we were trying to find is how can we create a lot less stressful position for our clients to be in to generate a good amount of income with a good amount of protection and have a much more certain feeling that that income is going to be there in that paycheck or in that bank account every single month. And that's what Omega does. Seeking out the retirement solution that works for you? Seek us out online at retirementsolutionradio.com. Of course, during this pandemic, we have just racked up the bills when it comes to stimulus spending. And yes, some of it's needed. But here are three economists on CNBC, including a Nobel Prize winner recently, who say that maybe we don't need to worry so much about racking up that national debt. Now is not the time to worry about the national debt. Actually, running budget deficits is a good thing. Debt is not something that the general public should be worried about for the time being. Okay. All right. Three different opinions. Very animated there, too. But uh, I mean, if we don't pay our debts, you know, there's consequences for that. So why isn't there the same kind of consequence for the federal government here? Well, it's interesting. You know, I'm going to go back a little historical here and we'll teach for just a couple seconds. So Alexander Hamilton, who was the first Treasury Secretary of the United States, was proponent of deficits. He thought it was good to borrow money as a nation. Uh Now, this went completely against Thomas Jefferson back in the day, completely against most other people. They thought it was, uh, they they didn't think it was the right way to do it. But Alexander Hamilton technically created the current central banking system that we have as a federal government. Mm -hmm. People forget about this because he he was never president because he was shot by Aaron Burr, who was the vice president of the United States back in the day. So people have forgotten about this. But one of the things that Hamilton understood was that when you can use OPM, other people's money, (laughs) with leverage, it can be very attractive. Okay, And so he realized that as a nation, it is very good. So one of the people in there, and I'm not sure which one it was that said it, said that, hey, national debt can potentially be a very good thing. I completely agree with that in theory. Okay. However, when you get to nearly $30 trillion of national debt, that creates a problem. Mm-hmm. And I know that we've done this on the show before, but guys, a trillion dollars is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if you just counted backward one trillion seconds ago, it was over 30,000 years ago. Wow. Just a, a trillion seconds ago was 30,000 years ago. Wow. That's how big a trillion is. And we have nearly 30 times that in national debt. Now, can we pay this off as a nation? Sure we can. In 2016, Hillary had a plan for this. 
It was called the asterisk tax system. Okay. Okay. And here's how this one worked. It was really interesting back in the day because Biden has proposed something kind of similar. So let's talk about this for a second. Okay. So in 2016, when Hillary was running, she said, hey, I've got a great idea. A great idea on how we can potentially get rid of this national debt, or at least draw it way down. Because she had some other spending that she wanted to do, too, of course, right? But this is a way to bring it down. And she said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to treat all of those tax-deferred accounts, like your IRAs, your 401ks, your 403bs, maybe even those 457 accounts. We're going to treat all of these as a special class of assets. So if the owner of that account passes away, and so does their spouse, since it's a retirement account, right? These were built for retirement. Mm -hmm. We're going to treat it like a pension. So if the owner and the spouse pass away, instead of it completely going away, we're just going to put a special tax rate on that. Her number was 67%. So 67%. So let's imagine real quick, flash forward to today, if that were to have happened, then let's say that you have saved a million dollars in your IRA and you had a very great retirement, but then you pass away and so does your spouse. So there's a million dollars left. That means that there would have been, in Hillary's old school view, a 67% federal tax that would have hit that count before it went to your heirs. Wow. No, guys, the crazy thing is, is that no, it's not theft. We owe the government something. That uh-huh. entire account balance and that statement does not belong to us. We deferred that tax, which means that's a lien. And that's perfectly fine. We know we're obligated to pay that. The only thing is we have no idea what amount they're going to tell us that's going to be over time. Yeah. That's Do we? Thanks. 67%. I mean, it that's could happen. Ridiculous. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is that Biden has not said that. What Biden has said, though, is that if you are worth more than a million dollars, he wants to eliminate capital gains rates and that the amount you would pay on capital gains is the highest marginal tax rate, which he proposes to be 39.6%. So, guys, this creates a very interesting world we're living in. So, how is the Democrat Party looking at paying for this debt? Well, I don't even think they're thinking about paying off this debt at all. No. But they're thinking about raising taxes on those that have done well right out of the gate. So the question is, is that how do we pay off this debt? Because the government has no money, Mm -hmm. except for one thing, Jennifer. They have a lot of assets. Guess what those assets are? What? Us. (laughs) Us. <laughs> Our money. Oh, how we, convenient. Oh, you see how easy that is? Yeah. We are the workers. We are the workers, the worker bees in this federal structure that makes all this money that they get a piece of. As a matter of fact, this is like fiefdom when you think about medieval times, is mm-hmm. it not? They are the, the federal landlord. They are the federal noble that owns this land. And we are the fiefs mm-hmm. in the fiefdom that have to pay the <laughs> fief price. And they get to choose whatever that thief price is. Well, Biden says it needs to be more if you've done a great job saving. Now, I don't know if I believe in that because I think it just makes me feel like Ronald Reagan did back in when he ran. Yeah. Remember, Ronald Reagan ran for office for one simple reason. He said, I have no incentive to keep working. The government keeps causing more problems, but charges all these taxes and solve no problems. As a matter of fact, they create more problems than they've ever sought to actually solve. He ran on office to try to reduce the tax rate so that we would have incentives to work harder as Americans. And here we go. We're going backward again. (laughs) Backward again. 
backward again. But isn't that why Trump was elected in the first place, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Because we were tired of politics as usual. We were sick and tired of politicians telling us they know better when they know seemingly nothing most of the time. And here we go again, going back again. And I just don't think I buy into one single bit of that. So do I think that we should worry about the debt? Absolutely. Are they going to do anything about it? I don't know. Now, see, I have no control over that. And no matter who we elect, guys, that's, that elephant in that room is so big, it's crowding everything out. I don't know how we're going to fix this. I do know that having some national debt is good. Economically, we can prove that. But if it gets to be where we can't afford to pay our bills, that's a problem. Because it either means that we're not going to be able to have cost of living allowances on our Social Security, or we're going to have to keep increasing the cost of those Medicare premiums, or we're going to have to take more of those fixed income amounts when we pull money out of those IRAs. So when we look at all these things, these are all problems that we can potentially fix, but we have to know the situation we're in first, which is why I always think that everyone should have a full analysis done on your tax situation currently. Okay. See, most people, Jennifer, they're not aware that some of the small things that they can do now can potentially avoid a lot of major issues down the road. Hmm. You know, this is one of those things where, you know, if you let a small snowball roll slowly from the top of a mountain, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But by the time that snowball gets halfway down, it's about the size of a small Buick. And by the time it gets towards the end, it crushes an entire village, right? Yeah. So the whole thing, it's taxes are absolutely no different. If you do not stop that snowball from spiraling out of control now, It'll be too late at some point in time. Our income will be less or we won't have enough income to worry with. So here's what I would say. This is going to be a big election based on who has the money. If you've done a great job saving and you believe in personal responsibility, you know what side you probably need to vote for. If you believe that everything's been wrong for you and you want someone else to give you handouts, well, then you're probably going to vote for another side. Mm -hmm. The difference is that if you actually have savings, you have something vested. You have something you want to hold on to. I say protect that. Protect it with the rules we're given right now. Do it correctly. And as soon as we find out what happens after November, if those need to be changed, you want to make sure that you're tweaking those to make sure you are at the top of the food chain every single time they make those changes. That's how we win long term. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.